Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Think you know what way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live in play, or in one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all that sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. Steve Dangle Podcast Network. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. 19 plus, please play responsibly. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Game Over Vancouver. Thank you for staying late for us. We're just going to check the volume, make sure that you guys can hear us okay. I think you can, but we are so excited to be here. And yes, we are. Awesome. So welcome to Game Over Vancouver. My name is Clay, Emo Canuck Clay. I am joined by my sons, Sean and Jacob. They're going to tell you very quickly a bit about themselves in a second. But we are so thrilled that you are here. We are excited. Well, two of us are excited that the Canucks won 5-2, to two, handily destroying the worst team in the league, the Columbus Blue Jackets. And we are making history right here tonight because not only is this the latest starting Game Over episode in the two years existence of Game Over, but this is the first father-son duo. And it's not father-son duo or father-son duo. It's the first father-sons duo. So I'm so thrilled that you guys are here. There's 40 people in here. I don't know what 40 people what are doing. Is it? It's 11 o'clock, but and that's we here. We started late, so shout out to these guys. Yes. Good it, evening. Yeah. It's, and then we only got one mic, so I'm going to get Sean and Jake to speak with a lot of authority when they are speaking. I always speak with some authority, but we, we will make it work. Make sure that, uh, let us know that you can hear us uh, for sure. Uh, Jake, say something real quick. Hello. Sean, say something real quick. Canucks suck. Okay, as we get going. All right, setting the tone already. I want to thank uh, all of you for being here. So while you're here, make sure you, you subscribe to the SDB, SDPN YouTube channel that you're watching right now. That's the Steve Dangle Podcast Network. Make sure you like the video. Make sure you tell other people that there's three good-looking emo boys on a stream right now. And make sure that you also, if you're listening later, the next day, rate and review this show on a podcast platform. We thank our sponsor, as you saw on the read, Sports Interaction, our main sponsor, for this show. Okay, before we get going, before we break down the game, before we talk about the Ilya Mikheyev news, before we talk about what oh, we can expect from Canucks fans, can you guys quickly tell uh, tell the audience a bit about your... They know me. I'm Canuck Clay here on Twitter, uh, on YouTube and on Twitter, but I would love these two guys to introduce themselves and quickly, uh, a bit quickly about your fandom and what you're doing for school. Cool. My name is Sean. I'm the eldest brother, so I go first. And naturally being the eldest brothers, for all you older siblings out there, I'm naturally better at everything. Um, in terms of school, I'm in my last term at UBC. Um, I'm in a business, I'm at business school and I'm majoring in marketing. In terms of my fandom, I don't want to call me myself like the anti-Clay, um, but for those of you who watch him religiously, you know he's definitely um, very positive and very happy-go-lucky. I'm And very good looking. I'm not sure about that part, but you know what he's like? I'm a little bit the opposite, a little bit more pessimistic, and I think we get into some really good conversations because of that. Awesome. Jacob. Well, that was a mediocre introduction right there. My name is Jacob. Very nice to meet you all. Super excited to be here on Game Over. A little bit about myself. I am in second year film school at SFU here in Vancouver. 
Uh, and in terms of the Canucks, I am a diehard uh, on and off fan of the Canucks, depending on how they're doing this season and the last couple seasons since COVID, I've been actually really into the Canucks. So super excited. And we just watched a very fun game. So really excited. I'm thrilled. Both these guys are here. If we had more room, we'd bring Kayla, their sister, and my lovely wife, Gail, in. But maybe we'll save that for another show. So I want to thank the crew at SDPN, Andrew, Robert, Steve, Dangle, Adam, Blake, everyone, Jesse, for uh, allowing us to try this tonight. Again, making history. What's the only thing better than having one emo on the show? Two maybe. actual smart, good-looking emos. Or maybe none, either or. Well, we'll see. And you'll see. It'll be very evident to you. You guys know me, the founder of the GLCPC, Mr. Positivity. We have Mr. Realist here. And I'm still not sure what this guy's doing here. But no, just kidding. We, we're, I'm very proud of, of all these guys, both of these guys. And the entire family. Yes. And uh, yeah, we, we got this in the way. It's my brand new boom arm. But Sean would just have to sit loud and proud. I'll just have to kind of maneuver. And Jake gets a nice, clear cleared view down the middle. Okay, friends, tonight we saw a 5-2 victory. Now, the Canucks beat Chicago 5-2 on Tuesday. Yeah. Then they got blitzed by Seattle. Was it 6-1? 6-1. On Wednesday. And then already in those first two games of Rick Tockett's tenure, I think he saw both the good and the bad. And we didn't get too excited by being beating the one of the worst teams in the we league shouldn't. in Chicago. We shouldn't. But then we don't get too sad for getting blitzed by one of the best teams in the league in Seattle. We've gotten blitzed by a lot of good teams this year. Right. So Chicago, a win. Seattle, a loss. And then they they have some tough love. They talk about being soft and being a better mindset and mistrust. Poor then, leadership group. Yes. And then they come out and lay a smackdown on Columbus. So before... And let's... Let's be real. Columbus is the worst team in the league. They look like I think the they worst showed it. In the league. Uh, let's start with you, Jacob, since he was kind of mean to you at the start. Yeah. Your impressions of tonight's game. I very much enjoyed the game. From someone that was in the arena, I felt that it was good vibes all around. And the players, Columbus makes us seem like the best team in the league somehow. Which who is the best team in the league? Boston. Uh, yeah, Boston. Yeah, they make us look like Boston, which is really sad. Um, I definitely think that we were a much better team than Columbus, but still knowing that we just lost to Seattle, it makes me really sad on the other side that we can't compete with those teams. Okay. So overall, you have fun? Yeah. Uh, what Name fun. one player who stood out to you tonight. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, can I say her goalie? Yeah. Do you know his name? Delia. Yeah. Delia makes every save very tough looking. But that's very fair. He's a very unorthodox style, but he got the job done. Sean, your impressions of the game. I don't know if we looked that good because Tockett laid into them and they felt that they needed to respond and have a really good game or just Columbus is absolutely terrible at hockey and should be relegated to the AHL because <laughs> that was really, really sloppy. Yeah. Um, but like Jacob said, I think being in the arena, it reminds you why being a fan is fun, why you like to see the team win. And I think it's really frustrating to be in the spot where we know we're out of it and wins aren't necessarily best thing, but you still want to see the team succeed. You still want to have things to cheer for. And I don't know, like for, for a one-off going to a game, it's always, it's always fun when they win. Yeah, and I want to talk about that in the second segment. We'll talk about really what should Canucks fans of all types be wanting for the second half of the season. But let's quickly talk about tonight's game. Pedersen gets the scoring goal. Well, it was very early. The Canucks taking a very early penalty. And then shorthanded goal, Horvat and PD two on one, 
How do we get a two-on-one? On I'm not sure you kill? get a two-on-one when you're shorthanded, especially a penalty kill as bad as ours. I'm not sure why our guys are cheating, but PD makes a really nice move, backhand, forehand, one minute, 25 in. We're up and we're all excited. I think we were busy meeting the people from Hawaii in front of us. We didn't even see. They're a really nice couple. They're yeah. really, really nice. But 43 seconds later, the first of two goals for Kirill Marchenko. I don't know much about Kirill Marchenko. I'm probably butchering his name. Marchenko? Scores on the power play, the same power play. Now it's 1-1. And then the Quinn Hughes scores another power play goal for the Canucks. Quinn Hughes had no goals on December 27th. Now on January 27th, he has five goals. Wow. Yeah. Did Quinn Hughes impress you tonight? Did you notice him? Yeah. I always know it's Quinn Hughes. Yeah. He's the small guy that can't... I mean, he's very fast, <laughs> very yeah. quick, and he gets the play start. He's the quarterback of our power play. He is, and he got that shot through. No one touched it, and uh, their goalie... Uh... Their goalie looks like he's really good at tanking. I don't know who he is. But... Corpusello, who's actually a decent goalie. He really wants to play with Connor. He's a Bedard decent goalie? Yeah, he's actually a good goalie, but he did not look like it on the Canucks' third goal, where it... Mikheyev... Just bounced it off the the backboards, and it was and, and it bounced off a of corpusello into the net. What I know, you started to laugh. Yeah, you couldn't believe what your eyes. I was I was chirping him because I don't know why he was at the top of the crease when the puck was behind him. I don't know why he's in the net at all. <laughs> so, so three one Canucks after one and uh, entertaining game if you like goals. Uh, entertaining yeah. first period. Yeah, second period a bit of a snoozer. Maybe it's because we're where we were sitting and we we're sitting in the Columbus end. Sorry, in the Vancouver end. All the pressure seemed to be on the in the Columbus side. Yeah. So we didn't see a lot happen. Jacob was asking, how did 12 minutes go by already? Yeah. <laughs> it was a fast second period. It was fast. Not a lot of whistles. Yeah. Not a lot of action. Nope. And then I think that's when we really noticed Columbus was quite bad. Yeah, I think it was just sloppy when yeah. you're especially <laughs> when your team's not really carrying the play either. It just looks like a lot of run and gun, dump and chase, and neutral zone turnovers. Yeah. Yes. So third period, some more goals. And it starts with Dakota Joshua coming in, trying to center it to Bo Horvat. And it actually goes off of a Columbus defender. And now it's... Oh, we'll talk about the hit on Kuzmiko right later. So now it's 4-1 Vancouver. And then PD on a power play. So another power play goal for the Canucks, believe it or not. He shoots it, gets it through Corpusel. It's trickling over the blue line. Kuzmenko tries to steal the goal from PD, but it just gets over the line. So now when you recap the goals, it makes it sound like Columbus is actually trying to tank. Yeah. They're yeah. kicking it in their own net. <laughs> They're waiting for the ball for the, for the puck to bounce off them. They're that, bad. That's true. It's pretty tough. Yeah, the rebound off of Corbusello, yeah. the, 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 the putting it in your own it. net, and then the trickling through. And then Marchenko, who I, I guess I should know his name, scores a on another power play goal for Columbus. So oh, yeah. Yeah, who cares? Exactly. So by the end of the game, special teams huge. Both teams go two for four on the power play. That means both teams go two for four on the penalty kill. Vancouver out shoots Columbus 34-26. Hit, uh, penalty minutes equal. Hits basically equal 28-22. Blocks equal 10-10. So as much as we just said Columbus is a really bad team, except for the face-off circle and the shots, they played us straight up, but it certainly felt like the ice was slanted. Yes. What do you guys think? Well, I think the ice is level at in every arena but yeah it's a metaphor if you mean momentum yeah we were definitely oh controlling the ice today color commentator anything to add sean no felt no. like it never felt like we were in danger of losing maybe yes. after we scored the 2-1 goal i thought we were fine now there's a scary moment in the first period when sean corrali uh boarded andre kuzmenko the newly signed re-signed on andre kuzmenko million dollar man. yeah into the boards 
You reacted quite violently. I thought it looked really dirty. I'm not sure how it looked on the TV broadcast, but at least in real time, I mean, I saw Andre's face plastered against the glass looking right at me. So that's never a good sign. What did you think of that hit? It was mean. (laughs) I think if any player has to stay on the floor and then wait for a whistle to sound, I think it's very bad. And I want to give a shout out to RNG Gaming, who's in the chat. I actually met RNG Gaming tonight. He's oh, the no. guy I met uh, outside of the out of the team store today, Very the secondary cool. mission. Yes, nice to meet you, and thank you for saying hello and thanks. I told him I give him a shout out. Here's your shout out. It was awesome meeting you. That's that's great. Okay, yeah. so then um, a little bit of uh, pushing and shoving throughout the game, but you kind of wanted to make sure that no one got hurt. I think is the biggest thing. Yeah, especially someone who may or may not be on the move in the next couple of weeks. Yes, and we got to talk about Bo Horvat leading the team. I, I've often said on my own shows that he's not the best passer. And he had kind of even joked that he's usually not used to getting assists. Four assists for Bo. And then as you saw him, or in the first start, as you saw him skating off the ice, did you have a thought that this could be the last time we see him on Rogers Arena ice as a Canuck? Or you think there's still a month to go and he's going to get traded, but not so early? What do you think? Well, as someone that had no idea that it could be his last game, <laughs> I think... Now that you bring it up, that's interesting. <laughs> Does it make you sad? Nope. Okay. I understand that Bo has to leave, yeah. uh, especially in the last couple months, all the speculation and then uh, the fact that we couldn't sign him again. So I think fans are starting to realize the inevitable truth and reality of his situation. That's the smartest thing this guy's that's ever said. pretty good. Yeah. What do you think? You, you took pictures. I thought I saw I a, t- take pictures. a tear in your eye. Bo is my favorite player, and it's going to be really sad seeing him on the way. I wasn't crying. But oh, he's your favorite. what if yeah. February 25th, I think it's against Boston, yeah. what if Bo's on the other side of the ice? Whoa, that would be bad. You mean like like uh, like, like skating? Boston. Oh, you mean playing for Boston. Uh-huh. <laughs> Boston. Yes, that would be crazy. So Horvat leads the team with four assists. And then multi-point nights for Pedersen, two goals. JT Miller, two assists, who had a really good game. Right, JT Miller was active. He had, he had a lot of shots. He had about four or five grade-A yeah. chances yeah. right into Corbisalo's chest. He had seven shots on goal. Yeah. He's the only reason why Corbisalo actually had a... <laughs> not yes. Besser had two assists. Very quiet two assists for Besser. Impressive. You know, Connor Garland had no points, but I thought he was noticeable. And you yeah. mentioned, you think he likes playing for Tockett. I think he does. I think he's got... A little more jump. I he was kind of doing a little spinny spinnies in the corner, but yeah. he uses his small frame really well. Is that the technical term, spinny spinnies? Spinny spinnies. His small. He uses his frame really well. He really understands his center of gravity, and I was really impressed with him along the boards today. Mm-hmm. And Jacob Quinn Hughes, a goal and assist, the only defenseman to get a couple of points tonight. You said you always notice this game. Yep. Anything that stood out to you for what Quinn Hughes tonight? Nope. He looks normal. That's. Kind of what we're used to here in Vancouver now with Quinn Hughes. That's what he does. That's good analysis. And finally, a couple audible Bruce, there it is, chance After we scored our fourth goal, and then after we scored our fifth goal, how does that make you feel? Like, do you actually feel bad for the new coach? Is it fine for the fans to express himself? What do you think? I didn't really think about the new coach and his standpoint. No. It's more of thinking that I feel bad for Bruce. And I think all the fans miss Bruce because of how amazing he turned around our season last year. Mm-hmm. So I think... The fans are missing him and don't really know what to think of this new guy. I don't even know his name. Rick Tockett. Tockett. Yeah. Ooh. Sean, what do you think? What the Bruce there is? Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's a slight on Tockett at all. I think it's 
fans standing in solidarity with Bruce and you know it's just something we do when we have a multi-goal lead it's something that's fun for the fans and I think it'll die out pretty soon but for now it's fun cool well we're just like that we're 15 minutes into the show we that we blew by the first segment I usually don't spend that much time talking about the game but there's three of us talking instead of one of us or one of me so let's end off that first segment as we do so a reminder to subscribe to SDPN this YouTube show like the video there's 50 of you in here, which is awesome. Some of you, not even from this time zone, that's amazing, but only 16 likes. So let's bump that up as we go. And um, yeah, like the video, subscribe, and let's get ready for our second segment where we're going to talk about the where should the Canucks go from here. And I, we're going to get some input from you finally on the third segment. So let's take a quick pause and a quick breath. All right, let's get to our second segment. The Vancouver Canucks are 27th in the standings. Now yes. with now with 43 points in 49 games, Columbus, the team we just saw, has 33 points in 49 games. So as, as bad as the Canucks are, this team that they just beat are 10 points below the Canucks in the standings, which is pretty darn impressive. Some of these point percentages are unreal. Yes. 337. 337. I don't even know how to read this. Yeah, just, just this is the column okay. that you care about. Yeah. So I'm going to get their opinion first. Um, no, I'm going to say something and then I'll get their opinion. And then uh, I want to just kind of break this open a little bit. Now that the Canucks have 33 games remaining, they played 49, they have 33 left to get to 82. It's safe to say they're not going to make the playoffs. I think their chance of making the playoffs is under 1%. So let's say, let's presume as much as this hurts me to say that the Canucks aren't going to make the playoffs. My friends on my show over the past couple of days, I've been saying that the fans that really follow this team and understand the strength of this year's draft class, they they're kind of confused. They they want the Canucks to play well and for them to build good culture, habits, all those things, structure, predictable play, as Rick Tockett will say. But ultimately, you don't want the Canucks to move too far up the standings and lessen their chance at a draft pick, a good draft pick. But then the other thing I'll be saying is for casual fans, and you may put yourself in this category, for a casual fan who doesn't really understand or doesn't care about lottery or draft or doesn't know all the issues with Aquilini and Boudreaux and talk it, they simply want to go to a game and have a great time and enjoy themselves. My argument has been that some, not all, some casual fans, they still want to see the team win because they're spending money. They want to go out and have a good time. Like the couple that as we... As they should. Yeah. As they should have the right to. So I'm asking both of you to start off. Where do you sit right now? What in a perfect world happens to the Canucks for you. Sean, start us off. In a perfect world, we lose 33 straight. <laughs> we trade uh, 12 of our 23 players. But like you said, the big thing is you want to see a vision. You want to feel that Canucks management have a plan in place, no matter where they finish in the season. Um, you want them to feel like there's a way forward and that the future is going to be better than the present. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. the most frustrating thing about the past eight, whatever, 10 years is that we've always felt like we've been trying to go for it, but the team's never been good enough. And now that it's so blatantly obvious that we're not good enough right now, you just want to see vision. You want to see process. And that's what I want to see. I don't care how many we win or lose. I just don't want to be fighting for the 17th spot again okay so you're actually and peter agrees with you peter in the chat says go oh and 33 i know peter is one that thinks that they got to blow it up right mm -hmm. now here's our chance jake uh is it fair to say you are a more casual fan than sean even though 
your knowledge of the team in all seriousness has improved a lot over the past two years. Yes. What do you want the team to do? Yeah, well, what you were saying between those two stances, I definitely consider myself more of a casual watcher as opposed to a diehard, oh, we need to win the cup one day, you know? So I am not in a tank situation. I would like to see the Canucks win games, but uh, going back to Sean's point, it is important that we have a better future than we have a present. And I think it's super important that we do have a good draft pick for next year. Cause like last year, we were trying to win it, make it back to the playoffs. And we were also in a better position to make the playoffs last year, mm -hmm. as opposed to what's going on right now. So I would like to win games like tonight against the teams that suck, that are obviously trying to suck more than us. But if we play, you know, the best teams, Boston, other good teams. Carolina. Carolina. Here, just read these top yeah. five right, <laughs> right here. And oh, go. Florida. Go. Boston, Carolina, New Jersey, Toronto, or Dallas. <laughs> I don't mind losing because they're obviously trying to get a good playoff spot and a run for the cup when we're not. So it's okay losing them and let's have some fun and win against the teams that suck. Okay, so those are two really good answers, very truly. So Sean, given your answer of... And I think you are echoing what a lot of people in the chat. By the way, 62 of you in here at 11.30 on a Friday night. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you. Given what you just said and that you echo a lot of what I think people are in there saying, how does a game like tonight make you feel then? Do you actually wish they, they would have lost tonight even though it's against the worst team in the league and you're trying to break in a new coach yeah. and trying to retain any semblance of fans i think it's so hard because losing tonight would be such an utter embarrassment for the talent and the core that we have you just can't lose to a team like that so while losing to me is important like jacob said there's teams that you just got to crush and i think it's nice to see our good players performing well against teams that suck yeah and i think you talked about it a little bit too people who are casual fans, let's say they can only go to one or two games a year. I'm happy for them to see a team win. I'm happy for them to be in an arena where the crowd's having fun because mm -hmm. we're lucky to be in a spot where we're able to go to multiple games a year and we can become so critical of the team that we almost forget that it's fun and it's just a game and it's just a team. So you kind of have to balance that as well. Well said. And Jake, you have a more... Yeah, uh, I want to see them win a bit more. So I, this sounds pretty obvious though. How do you feel watching this game, knowing what you want the team to do tonight? A lot of fun. I think it was the perfect scenario that we crushed a team that should never win a hockey game. And I think it was the perfect result for the fan base as well. Whoever was in the arena tonight uh, definitely walked home with a smile. So mm -hmm. I think that was perfect. Okay, cool. A couple other things that we talk about where the Canucks go in the next 33 games. Ilya Mikheyev signed to that five-year contract over the summer, $5 million basically a year, shut down for the rest of the season because of uh, ACL injury. He's going to have surgery. It takes six to eight months. So instead of bringing him back for the last two months of the season, shut him down now, have him have surgery so he can come back strong in September for the next season. Mm -hmm. He hurt himself in, I think it was the first preseason game on one of his first shifts. And we did not see the explosiveness. I know, Sean, you've been following him a little bit and you want to see more explosiveness. Is this the right move to shut him down? And does this signal that another way that the Canucks can, you know, maybe you don't bring Thatcher Demko back until later on in the year. Mm -hmm. Maybe you shut down McKeev and anyone else that might have 
little nicks and bruises. What do you think and did it surprise you? It's definitely the right move, 100%. What worries me is that I don't want to make any speculations, but just given how the past couple of weeks have gone, I am worried about negligence on the medical staff. I know people are saying that it was his choice to play through it. Mm-hmm. He's an athlete at the highest level. He's he's a tough guy. He just wants to play and be there with his teammates. Um, but it is the right move. And I think as long as it's handled properly, maybe unlike a little bit of the Pearson situation, I think they're doing the right thing. And it's, it's going to be hard to say don't play. But if we're talking about him getting what made him so special with that speed and explosiveness, yeah. he said his power was missing. Um, we're going to need him back and healthy. And like I said, these are meaningless games at this point. I never have that problem with my power going missing. You can't lose what you don't have. Anyways. So the other thing I was going to say, actually true about that explosive speed, there's one play actually where I remember Tyler Myers dumped it down the boards trying to lead Mikheyev to beat out the icing and Mikheyev didn't have that explosive speed. Mm -hmm. And I even said to you guys, I said, wow, that's... Well, actually, I got mad, more mad at Myers than I did at Mikheyev. But you're right. We, we've been missing that, and we need him healthier so then he can uh, be a better penalty killer, be a better threat off the rush and all those things. Yeah. The other big story, of course, is Bo Horvat. Now, there's a you actually can get traded during the All-Star week, so oh, th- that would be kind of strange. Well, imagine if he's talking to all his future teammates. On oh, the- that, that's <laughs> true. That's true. March 3rd is the trade deadline. So there's another month, five weeks until then. Patrick Alvin has been all over the, the radio and TV today. Basically, uh, as Patrick Alvin does, he kind of skirts the, the answer. He doesn't say yeah, he, he doesn't say a lot. Him and Jay are completely different human beings. Yes. I don't know how they work together. Do you even know who Patrick Alvin is? No. <laughs> so that, I think that's part of the problem. So he basically just says, well, Bo's a really good player. He's been a great captain for us and, and uh, a lot of respect for Bo. The writing seems on the wall that we are going to lose our captain, a, a guy who's been here for eight seasons now, believe it or not. Oh, wow. Um, if Bo does leave, as I look at my picture of Bo behind me, he's my favorite player too. Uh, do you... So two questions. The ask seems to be three pieces. A center to replace Bo, mm-hmm. a right shot D, we're very weak on the right side, and maybe a pick or a prospect. So three assets. And... A lot of people were hoping that you trade Bo, you trade Kuzmenko, and you trade Shen. Those are the three free agents at the end of the yeah. season. And you and, restock your entire yes. prospect pool. But now that they signed Kuzmenko, which which um, we can talk about very quickly in a bit. Yeah. Um, so now it's really only Shen and Horvat that are UFAs that they could trade. And for Shen, you're only going to get a fifth or sixth round pick because he's not going to be as valuable on another team than he is on this team. So and then let, he signed sign him back again. Well, and that really happens. So let's talk about Bo is do you see any way, Sean, that they still find a way to make it work with Bo? Or was the Kuzmenko signing, here's the $5.5 million that Bo's been making every other year until now. Was that kind of the writing on the wall now that Miller and Kuzmenko are signed and Horvat isn't? I think the fact that they got the Kuzmenko deal done and the fact that it seemed that they were so set on that deal being the priority, I think Bo has to know that his days are numbered. And I think it's no secret, and it's really frustrating to see it play out this way. But if you're not going to get any sort of return for Kuzmenko, you have to get a return for Bo. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we're stuck with the exact same team going into next year. Jacob, I'll ask you, not from a tactical standpoint, but just from a pure fan standpoint, would you be happy for Bo if he got traded to a, a good team like a Boston or a Dallas or a New Jersey? Teams that have been rumored to go to be in on him. Mm-hmm. Would you be happy for him, actually? Mm, yeah. I would say that because the Canucks weren't able to give him what he wanted, 
Um, I feel I don't really know much about the story of how much he actually wanted, but I feel like he should be paid just as much as Miller or maybe yep. just under. That's fair. So if he can get that somewhere else, I would say, yeah, happy for him, no matter what team he's gone to. Hopefully not like a Johnny Goudreau situation where he goes from Calgary to the team we beat today. <laughs> uh, that would suck. But yeah, um, yeah it's almost him. sad seeing Goudreau. Well, we're he booing- looks sad. We're booing him at every time we touch the puck. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Goudreau, just, he's just annoying. He just, yeah. mm-hmm. the kind of player that just annoys me. Yeah. I don't know. He's a task. Is, it, is, is Bo supposed to go very soon or is how much time does he have? So here's, th- that's a really good question. And for more casual fans, uh, it's really important. This is why this question is so important. If you don't trade Bo by March 3rd, then you basically can't trade him. You have him until, well, you can still trade him, but then a team can't use him for the playoffs. But let's just say that you can't You're, trade him. You have Bo for the rest of the yeah. season. And then July 1st, he walks away for absolutely nothing. Oh. He can sign with any team for as much money as he wants. Mm-hmm. That's why there's so much pressure to trade him yeah. and then at least get something back. And with Bo, it's more than just a little something. They have a chance to really shape the way this team is going to go. Now, in hindsight, looking back to last year, yeah, you're probably getting the exact same haul for Bo that you could have gotten for Miller. Maybe, uh, maybe slightly more you're getting for Bo. Yeah. But does it make you more frustrated given what we know now about how good Kuzmenko is, how good Bo is, and the fact that we could have the two of them, but not Miller. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's true. Yeah. You, there was a path to have Horvat and Kuzmenko instead of Miller and Kuzmenko, but we said Miller played well tonight. Yeah. But Horvat's leading. Yep. Scoring. Is yep. He? Yep. On our team. Well, PD and Horvat. Yeah. yeah. He's the captain and he's probably, he doesn't make fans as mad as Miller does. <laughs> probably, you know, I think he's a lot more beloved amongst the city, but it's yeah. frustrating. Well, talk- Being a Canucks fan is frustrating. Well, when trading Bo, what can we get for him? Well, people want it. So some would say get three or four assets like draft picks and prospects. Okay. But Jim Rutherford is, and has said, we want players that can actually come in the lineup now. So instead of getting a... 18, 19 year old that may or may not have even been picked yet and waiting three or four years for them to develop. They're saying get a 24 year old, a 25 year old, 26 year old now because at least they're a sure thing. Mm. So that's that's the trick. And if you don't hit on this trade for Bo, you're going to have a lot of fans that are going to be very upset. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to give Rutherford and Alvin the benefit of the doubt. I'm willing to see what happens in this trade deadline because it's Last year, they came in in December and the trade deadline came up and they didn't really do anything at the trade deadline. They didn't know what they had. Yeah, and they thought that they were actually going to make a push for the playoffs, like you said. But this year, we know we're not going to make the playoffs. So, and Alvin did hint at, he acknowledges that where they are in the standing. So maybe, just maybe, they're going to impress us, surprise us, and do something really good. Or they pull out the last minute, here's our real final offer to Bo. And you think so? He signs out and then we suck again next year. <laughs> Let's not do that. Let's not do that. Okay, so I think we've covered, and I don't want to go too late tonight because it's late for people watching, even though you waited around for us an hour and a half after the game ended. So this is what we're going to do for the last 10 minutes or so. We're going to go ask us anything. And it, it can be Canucks related. It can be NHL related. Oh. It, it can be anything related. So address your question to a certain person. Pretend there's like a media and they're all over there, but really they're on our screens. It's a media scrum. It's a media scrum. Hello. <laughs> you have... 
Clay Emo, you have Sean Emo, you have Jake Emo, and here's a chance to ask us anything. So get your questions in the chat. I'm not going to highlight all of them, but I'll highlight some. But let's take one more pause so I can insert the, the sponsor read right here. Okay, friends, now's your chance to ask these guys any anything, but please address your question to one of the three of us. And that like way, the last day of the season where they bring out the yeah, where they bring out all the all the players, we would be like the scrubs that they bring in, like in the fifth. <laughs> We'd be shift. like the fourth line. Yeah, I get, yeah. I get two minutes. Of yeah. Question. All right, here we go. RNG. First question to me: Is this the part where they tell you that you're not the father? That is very sad. <laughs> is that the first? Because well, well, so last night on my stream, knowing that you guys are going to come here, I was trying to hype it up. I said, "What's the worst thing that the boys could do to me on the stream?" Mm. And we had everything like chair shot to the back of the head DDT. and DDT. Oh, there's way worse. Yeah, insult me. And then uh, RNG simply asked, um, "You know, do you? Uh, is this where they tell you that you're not the father?" So I, th I think he's joking. Like the Maury show. The Maury show, exactly. Okay, I'll, uh, Sean. As bad as yeah. Columbus is, would you rather be in their position, the bottom, Ooh. absolute bottom with Line A and Goudreau or our position? Great question. Oh, that is a good one. Um, I think Columbus has also been plagued by a lot of injuries this year. I think they've, they're not as good as they like to be. So I'd actually rather be where Columbus is right now because you get the best odds. Yeah. Bedard. You have Johnny Goudreau. Johnny, Line A, and Bedard would be the greatest offensive and worst defensive team I've ever seen in my life. But it'd be a lot of fun to see a lot of eight, eight, six games. So yeah. um, I think I'd rather be in Columbus spot. Uh, Fillmore says, are Jacob and Sean your bodyguards? Do I need a bodyguard, Jake? Uh, yeah, you probably need one. Why? What would I do? You can get beat up. <laughs> Zabuzin said, why did you ch chose, uh, choose Jake and Sean to be their names? Uh, Sean is my middle name. I'm Clayton Sean Emo. And we like the name. So he's Sean Isaiah. Good biblical name and Jacob Isaac, another good biblical name. Jacob, uh, we actually were torn between Jacob Isaac, Nathaniel, and Noah, and we thought Jacob Isaac sounds good. Noah would have been weird. Noah Emo, Noah Emo, yes, I know two of them. Get it, Noah. You can say that about every Noah. That, that's true too. <laughs> that's true too. Um, do you get your looks from your mom or your dad? Mom, mom. No, one of you guys looks like no, me. Definitely not. Who mom. wants to look like me? Mom. Who? Someone in the chat can look like you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> in a serious note, Bertie, your friend died hit by a car. She was 17. We are very sorry to hear that, Bertie. Thank you for sharing and thank you for spending some time with us. Hopefully, we're bringing a small smile to your face today. Uh, last time, I, I see says, last time we found out how to annoy you, but can you tell us how to annoy Sean and Jacob? Um, these guys, I know he gets annoyed. Well, I'll say one. He gets annoyed when I'm stubborn. Like, we're both very stubborn. So when we fight, uh, you can probably attest to this, our arguments are probably pretty ridiculous. Yeah. It's funny, though. <laughs> and Jacob's stubborn, too. And I don't want to say anything <laughs> bad. There's, there's nothing bad about their characters. I'm very proud of these guys, like I am with Kayla as well. Um, so maybe you guys can answer this real quickly. What annoys you? Not about what Not what do I do that annoys you? What just annoys you overall? <laughs> the two of you. <laughs> that was my answer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep going. Uh, yes, Shep Mikheyev can go on LTIR. Which means yes. you get cat face. Yeah, so a prorated... LTIR. Oh, long-term injury reserve. Yeah. Yes. So prorated 5 million. So that's that's a really good point, actually. There's an argument where if you put Mikheyev on LTIR, Pearson's on LTIR, there's a bit... I don't know what the number is, but there's a bit of money where the Canucks could take a bad contract back. Get a pick. Yes. 
um, as part of a trade in Bo, for Bo, mm -hmm. and just increase your your availability yep. to to make space or recoup more assets. Yeah. So take a bad contract and give a Bo your bet. You better get three good pieces though. Jacob Irwin says Jacob and Sean are the mini bosses that you have to face before battling Clay. Why would we be the mini boss? What? Because you you have to level up. Clay's the practice session where you have to warm up tutorial. for the game. Like yeah, a little slow guy that doesn't ever hit you. <laughs> he says this one's for Clay. Since Alvin wants an NHL player that is ready to play in the lineup in their twenties, could we see Horvat going to the Islanders for Matthew Barzell? It would be nice to have a local player Matthew Barzell here, but there's no way. The Islanders are giving him up. I, I think what we need to expect is we need to expect good players coming back, but not superstars. No. The, we have the superstar or the really good player going, and we're going to get two or three decent players if back. If a team is trying to win, yeah. you do not give up a superstar no. for a superstar. Jasker says, Canucks have seven million in LTIR now with Mikheyev. That is very, very... That could take um, on good. a very bad contract for one year. Yes. Shannon says there's some great players in Colorado. Yes, but they are trying to make a, a defend their Stanley Cup championship. Great point. Clay, they need to keep Luke for what he costs and what he gives. Why trade? Trevor, um, he's good. but And yeah, he'd be great. in. The, that's a great question. He'd be great in the locker room as well. Mm -hmm. As Rick Tockett says, he needs more leaders and more culture carriers. But is he ever going to be a difference maker on the team? A true difference maker. Sure, he hits guys. Yeah. He stands up for Hughes, but how does he fit in the timetable and the long-term vision of when yeah. we want to win? Yeah, he's well. getting old. Peter says, Sean, if it's not Bernard, how do you feel about Fantilli? He's a 6'3 center at 200 pounds. I hear some great things about Fantilli. I think he's a really, really good prospect who's in the shadow, unfortunately, of Carmick David's son. So I think that if we can land Fantilli, I'd be over the moon about that as well. Yep. RNG says, hopefully I wake up to a Luke Hughes, Jack Hughes, and a late first for Bo. <laughs> it would be a dream. Country. It would definitely be a dream, and it's not going to become true. Did we get Jack Hughes? Uh, no. no. No, they won't trade him. David W. says, to all three, what do you think of the approach taken by the Molson family, the owner of the Habs, to rebuild that team? Do you think the Canucks ownership should follow suit? Well, they did shut down Cole Caulfield. Yeah. They set, shut down a couple guys. Mm -hmm. And they've, they've effectively moved some players and... Bad picks, money. Yeah, to get picks and taken on bad contracts. And they did make the finals out one year which we seem to forget about yeah that's crazy uh david i'd have to study their their situation a little bit more to give you a better better answer jesse said i'd rather be where columbus is right now best odds for bernard kent johnson sillinger who you pointed out yeah. today and no oel and most importantly no francesco Aquilini. um j jds says are you gonna be watching the royal rumble and who do you guys want to win wow um i don't know if i'm gonna watch it i would like to see Sami Zayn win it do you care what well, wrestling? I have no idea. <laughs> RG says, what's our current lottery percentage? Yeah, if you're in sixth place, yeah, we'd have to look it up. RNG like six seven and a half. half. I think it's like six and a half. Seven. Seven yeah. and a half. Fangirl's asking, what's your favorite part of the game? Night, uh, one thing. I like when the goalie kicked the puck in his own net. That's funny. <laughs> Jake? Yeah, winning. <laughs> Jacob says, do you think we should move? Uh, no, someone's asking you, Jacob, should we move Myers? So after this year, he's got one year left in his contract. Oh, really? Do you like Myers? Yes, let's move him. He made so many mistakes every game. He doesn't score. Move him. I don't care how tall he is. We'll get another guy. Trevor says, I note that Bull and JT were the setup guys this game and played less than they used to. Maybe that's the key. Uh, Rick Tocket does want to keep them fresh. Does want guys playing 22, 23 more minutes sean on the right do you think that miller will be captain and if not who great question i don't think it'll be miller i think they'll give it another year and see how 
see how they do without Bo. And I think you kind of let the characters emerge from there. Yeah. Shannon says, has we ever been to a WHL game? I haven't in a few years. The Vancouver Giants? No, we've gone to a couple of Giants games. Mm. But not we haven't gone since they moved to, to Langley. Western Hockey League. Western? Yeah. Like no. Western Canada, yeah. Oh. RNG, Clay, who do you see take a captain role? I think it could be a PD. I really do. And it, it's another way to entice him to stay. I think it'll be Bedard. Hot Take Hockey, three legends on hit on the screen. Unreal. Hot Take's the real legend. Appreciate you, Hot Take. Remember Hot, hot Take Hockey. Remember Hot Take Hockey brought the raid into one of my very first streams and I thought I was getting a virus on my computer? Oh, yeah, that was really embarrassing. That was funny. But Hot Take, thanks for being here. We know, like many people back east, is coming up on 3 a.m. Yes. Thank you, Hot Take. That's a real one right there. Which player would we like to have on our team for Horvat? Well, it I, depends. I like where. a lot of players. Yeah. But... Jack Hughes. Brad Marchand. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts on Rutherford Alvin so far? I feel like I feel like I don't completely trust them right now. But it could yeah. change. It could it will change depending on what happens at the trade deadline. But and, right now I'm not completely sold on them. Any opinion on our new guys? Who is that? Uh, Rutherford is a new president and Alvin is our new GM. Ooh. I don't like them already. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Last couple and then we'll we'll wrap up here. Um Trevor says, nothing wrong with being old guys. With age comes experience. We need veterans to guide the younger players. Talking about Luke Shen. Mm -hmm. Lucas says, besides hockey, it was a pleasure to see you emo boys at my stand tonight. It was good seeing you too. Lucas, keep representing. Keep working hard. You're doing great. Harry says the draft lottery is 7.5 right now. Percent. That's better than 6. That's, yeah. That's good. We're winning. We can do it. I see. Can they sign Bo and still trade him for a lot of assets? Just wondering if a sign and trade impacts how much they get back. Um, some would say it, it hurts your leverage. Others would say it gets you more, but I, I don't, I don't think Horvat would do that right now. If he's, if he knows he's on his way yeah. out. Cause then... he's going to sign for ridiculous amounts of money. Yeah. Yeah. The, and the, yeah that's a good point. Actually. Like, that's a good point. I don't get it. Okay. I think, uh, I think we're good. Oh, uh, hot take says, um, just got home. OHL game. Oh, Tonight, oh yes, uh, he's the in-game arena host That's for, awesome. for an OHL team, which is which, pretty good. Which team? Yeah, which team? Hot take. Put which team there are so we can start watching some of their stuff and cheer for the in-game arena host. Thank you for being here. Uh, that is pretty. That's pretty crazy. That uh, isn't that where Shane Wright is right now? I don't know. Well, let's see what team he's on. But then Shane Wright went down. Yeah. Yeah. Like the the really good guy. Yeah, he'll maybe not really good anymore. Well, no, he'll be good. He'll be fine. I hope so. He's on my fantasy team. Oh wow! Should we trade him for Horvat? Would you take it one for one? No. Horvat for Wright at this point in their careers? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Wright is cheap. He's he was going to be number one pick. He fell to number four. He's going to play with a chip on his shoulder, and he's a center. Yeah. He's a center. Yeah. That's massive. Yeah, uh, hot take. Let me know what team you are doing. Uh, the play the the what's it called in-game arena hosting for which is pretty cool well friends it's at oh i saw shane wright tonight yeah sudbury very good but Wait, i don't think i know yeah shane wright doesn't play in sudbury but he probably yeah. gotcha nice okay um thank you sean thank you jacob thanks to everyone who is in the chat we appreciate you being here tonight uh we're hovering around 60 the whole time which is pretty amazing and not everyone was from our time zone so mm -hmm. we are so grateful to you. Let me know in the chat if uh, Wright is on Win Windsor now. Thank you, Hot Take. Let me know in the chat 
if you want me to bring these guys on again and if if the game over bosses don't like it then i will bring you on to my normal show yeah, um, i feel bad for the game over <laughs> they're gonna listen to this and be like what is this Oopsies. no no this no 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 game over host they um the game over crew they trust me well if they, they let you on then i'm sure yeah they must be pretty good yes very accepting this is what i live with every single day but i'm proud group hug Oh, group hug. All right, let's wrap it up. All right, let's wrap it up. Thanks, everyone, for your contributions. Uh, make sure on your way out that you subscribe to SDPN. You like this video. You listen. Um, you rate and review on a podcast platform. You can also follow me on Twitter, at Canuck Clay. You can subscribe to my own YouTube channel, at Canuck Clay, as well. I do shows every single night, and I do vlogs every single day. And we appreciate Sports Interaction, our sponsor here. And most importantly, we appreciate all of you. There's not going to be a game over Vancouver for a week and a bit. We don't play again until Monday, February 5th or 6th, whatever that Monday is. So enjoy the break. Enjoy the break. Enjoy the All-Star game. Enjoy the All-Star game. Yeah. We got two Canucks, at least for now. Two Canucks, Petey <laughs> and Horvat representing the team, taking two of the 11 spots on the Pacific Division roster, which is pretty cool. And uh, a chance for all of us hosts to rest and recharge. But we appreciate all of you. So once again, thank you. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, take care of yourselves, and take care of each other. And you guys, did you know that three years ago, my doctor told me that I was going deaf? Oh, no. I haven't heard from him since. Take care, and go Canucks go. Good night, everyone. Good night. Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.